Um, but tonight, tonight is such an amazing night because um, I'm guessing you don't, you might know Kalisha as she's coming up and uh, you know spending time with our kids with the time with children. But she pours her heart out into them. This is really a calling for her. I've been blessed to be able to know her um, and her her husband, and not only that. But actually, I was the one who married them um, a little bit ago, and we watched that video. It was so powerful. But I, I want you to be able to hear her as she, uh, she shares her faith um, in a special way for her tonight. And so, Kalisha, can you come on up? Can we say thank you, thank you to her? And I, and I want to pray over you and, and for us as we enter this time. Let's pray. God, we, we lift up Kalisha right now, and we pray that as she just speaks to us, that God, through her words, your words are coming through. Um, help us to hear exactly what you need for us um, through, through the gifts that she shares, not only here at Living Waters, but in all kinds of ways. Um, so just be with her now and let your spirit just flow through all of us. In your holy name we pray, and all God's people said, amen. So thank you, Kalisha. Um, yeah, so like Dan said, I'm Kalisha. Um, I have been in Fargo now for about 16 years. No. Is that right? It's been a while. I don't know, since 2006. 13 years. Um, <laughs> numbers were never my strong suit. That's why I work with kids, because small numbers. Um, but I grew, up, um, I grew up going to Sunday school every week. Um, I loved going to Sunday school. I didn't know anything different. I didn't know that people didn't take their kids to Sunday school. I, it was just part of um, who my family was. Um, I got confirmed and then, um, you know, just kind of stopped going, um, which I know is a really common, common thing. Um, there was no youth programming in my church. Um, we, like I said, we're a small country church, um, three churches actually in our parish. And um, I got confirmed with one other person in my grade. That's how small it was. Out of three churches, there was two of us. Um, and um, so I, I didn't do anything more after confirmation. Um, I did go to Bible camp um, every summer, seventh grade and on, through a different church. Um, so I was kind of affiliated with that church as well. And then my sophomore year of high school, I was invited to another church um, in the town over. And I thought, well, you know, I don't really go to church, and I would like to, so I thought, yeah, I'll go, um, and my faith, like, exploded at that church. Um, it caused a lot of conflict within my family because um, it wasn't a Lutheran church, and um, my mom and I had different views on that, and I said, mom, he preaches from the Bible, like, you need to, you need to just come, and it was, um, we had a lot of conflict about that, um, the person who had invited me there was two years older than me, was graduating and going off to Bible school in the cities and um, reached out to one of my friends and said, hey, please get her connected into, a youth, into your youth group. Um, so there was a fourth church now that I was involved in um, because none of the other churches had a youth program. Um, it's just kind of how it, how it worked. Um, and like I said, my faith exploded then. I became um, one of the student leaders. Um, I led the praise band. Um, I went on mission trips every chance that I could get. Um, it was just crazy. I was like, we need to get shirts that say Jesus Freak. And I wore them around, around school, and everybody was like, okay, all right. And I didn't care. Like, it was great. I loved it. Um, it was amazing. 
I fell in love with Psalm 62, um, which says, um, my soul finds rest in God alone. He is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will never be shaken. And um, that verse has been, it's been my verse ever since I found my faith. Um, May 17th of that same year of my sophomore year, um, shortly after I, you know, my faith became my faith and not my parents' faith, um, it was, it was tested in quite the way. Um, one of my best friends died in a car accident. Um, it was, they had a 15-minute break at work, and they just, there's, you know, every town has a little whip, you know, and they just took a little drive, hit some gravel the wrong way, and didn't make it. And um, she was the one who introduced me to Mercy Me, I can only imagine. And I knew that, I knew where she was. I knew that she was in heaven, and I knew that she was okay. And um, I knew that because she professed that faith to me. And now I had this faith, and so I knew that it was real. And um, that really helped, because at 15 years old, you know, I was almost 16, and you lose one of your best friends, it's trying. I mean, it is, it is difficult, and it's heartbreaking. And um, I had that, that comfort and that faith that I had just kind of was so new in and so young in. Um, and so that would have never happened had that friend not said, hey, you should come to church with my family. Um, so I'm, however old you are, I mean, I was, like I said, I was 15. He would have been 17. So at that age, I mean, you can invite people to church, and it makes a difference. You have no idea the ripple effect that it can make and the impact that it can make down the road. And, um, and there's always a perfect timing for that person that you invite, whether you realize it or not. And, um, and that, was, that was perfect timing for me. Um, so fast forward, I moved to Fargo um, a year after graduating high school, and um, I was no longer involved in any church. Um, I didn't find my church home. My church shopped, you know. Um, but didn't really find one that was, that was right. Um, and I wanted to go, but I didn't know anybody to go with. I mean, there were people that was like, yeah, I'd go this week, and then that was it. And I wanted to get connected and plugged in. Um, a few years later, 2010, um, I fell in love um, with a bad man. And um, despite all of the red flags and um, all of the situations and things that had happened, I married him anyway in 2012. And um, quickly found myself in an abusive marriage. And um, people ask, well, did you know? You know, and well, yeah, I saw the signs. I knew that it was there. But it's just, it's how it works, you know, it's a cycle. And um, despite the manipulation and, and the bruises and the, you know, having to hide my home life, um, I, I stuck it out. And I stuck it out for three reasons. The first one being he had a daughter who I felt I needed to protect because I loved her. Um, and the second one was I made vows. I mean, I made a promise, and I made a promise to God, and I wanted to keep that, and that was really important to me. And the third thing was that um, I didn't want to be a statistic. Um, 40 to 50% of marriages end in divorce, and that is heartbreaking. And I didn't want to be that number. I didn't want to be a statistic. So I stuck it out. Um, inevitably, of course, two years later, um, that ended. And um, within that year, um, I grew so much more as a person. I grew into myself. Um, I, my faith kind of came back, you know, slowly. Um, and 
Um, I realized that I already was a statistic, whether I wanted to be or not. I knew, um, I learned that one in four women are victims of domestic abuse, one in nine men are victims of domestic abuse, and I was like, this is insane, and um, I don't want to go into that a whole lot because I could talk about that forever, um, but if, if, you are, if you are in a situation like that, like, please know you can talk to me because I've been there and I... I could talk about it all day. Um, and I wanted to, after that, I, I knew that I wanted to get plugged back into a church and into a family of faith. And um, so I started going to the church that I had kind of gone to off and on, you know, throughout my years in Fargo. And I just felt so called to speak about my personal experience with domestic violence. And um, I became a huge advocate for not feeling locked within yourself and locked within your house and locked within you know, your marriage or, or whatever, and um, the key became a huge symbol for me. A lot of you have probably seen I have a big key on my arm. Um, but I knew that God had a plan for me and in my situation, and at that moment, um, for that year and a half, like, that's what it was. I mean, I was, like, talking all the time, and I had high schoolers and college-age um, girls coming up to me, and they're like, I just don't know if this is right. You know, is this how I should be treated? And I was like, no, let's, let's talk about this. Um, and people coming to me about their friends and family and saying, how do I talk to them about this? How do I bring it up? Because I don't think that they're safe. And, um, and, and I know that God spoke through me in, in those times because you just, you feel it, you know? And sometimes you say things, like I was talking and I don't even know where the words came from. And it was just perfect. I mean, it just, it was, it was absolutely incredible. Um, but throughout all of that, I was 27 years old, divorced, I wanted kids, and I was bitter. Um, and November 15th, 2015, um, was when everything kind of, like, it just, it completely changed. Um, I was at the church that I had kind of been going to, and there was a guest speaker that day, which didn't happen very often, and he was actually talking about his experience and how domestic abuse um, impacted his life and his mom. Um, his mom took him and his brother and they left one day. And, um, and he was talking about that and how he had been going to this church for forever. I mean, every week he was always there and he was about college age um, and they had a speaker who said, and I will never forget him saying this, if, if God can forgive you for every little thing that you've ever done wrong in your whole entire life, why can't you forgive the one person who did you wrong? And I was a bottle. I mean, I lost it. I was just overwhelmed with this feeling of, like, yes, God, yes. Like, I, that is what I need. I need. I need to forgive, and I need to, I mean, it was, I can't even explain how that feeling, how intense that was. And um, so I was like, I need to talk to somebody in the church. And I realized that I knew nobody, like not one single person in that church did I know or felt comfortable talking to. Um, so I sent a message to a handful of people that I knew all attended um, the same church, a different church, the same one, um, and I just said, tell me about your church, and I said that to all of them, and they all responded, and you know, come, you know, come check it out, and I figured since they all went to the same place, and I was, you know, affiliated with them in some way or at some point in my life, that there must be something there that I would enjoy. Um, one of the people I talked to um, was somebody that I knew from high school. Um, he wrestled. I was a cheerleader, um, and he and I went to the same 
youth group, um, the one where my, you know, faith exploded, and I was like, Jesus freak. Um, and so we hung out one day. Um, he wanted me to come on Wednesday. Wednesday came, and I was like, <laughs> I'm good. Um, and I told him, I said, my life is a mess, and you don't, like, you don't want me around you. Um, and he was like, clearly you need somebody to talk to. Um, so we hung out. At some point in time in that evening, um, Just Beheld came on. And I'm sitting there, and I'm listening to the words, um, your world's not falling apart, it's falling into place. And I remember sitting there going, <laughs> yeah, right. Like, my life is totally a mess. Like, I, like, I have no clue what I'm doing. Um, and <laughs> turns out the joke was on me, like, completely. Because um, God's timing wasn't it's, it's not perfect. It's not convenient. I should say it is perfect. It's not convenient. It's not when you think it's going to happen, um, but it is the perfect timing in a way that is absolutely beautiful and in a way that, like, you can't, you can't imagine it to be any other way. Um, so that friend, um, five months later, we were engaged, and now we're married. <laughs> um, so the joke really was on me. I, I said, absolutely not. Um, and then, and here we are. Um, but... Um, the friend who originally invited me to church back when I was a sophomore in high school um, struggled a lot with depression. And we, we would always refer to that and to struggles and hardships as rain. Um, it was kind of our little code, you know. We could say, oh, it's raining. It's, you know, like, it's really raining. And the other person just knew, like, okay, something's wrong. We need to talk. Um, and if it's raining in your life, like, you just need to trust God. I mean, I, there was a time, that time, <laughs> um, where I, um, there was, so that specific time in my life, um, I had no idea what my purpose was in life at all. I had no clue where I was going to be, what I was going to do. Um, all I knew was that, you know, I, I wanted kids someday. And um, sometimes it takes time to understand what his plan is and that his plan is so good. Um, and I just keep going back to that verse. My soul finds rest in God alone. Um, I will never be shaken. And life shakes us sometimes. Sometimes it rains. Sometimes it rains hard. Um, and my heaviest rain led me to my husband, who led me to Pastor Dan, um, because that was the church that he went to was um, with him, and, um, and Pastor Dan has led me here. Um, so five years ago, um, this time, actually in April, five years ago, I was heartbroken thinking, how, like, what am I going to do? How am I going to have kids someday? And now here I am, not with kids of my own, but loving your kids. And I get so many more kids than I thought that I would ever have. And, and it's amazing, and I love it, and it's just you know, it's just, it's trusting that timing and, and knowing that it's, it's not going to be convenient and it's not going to be easy, but the end result um, is perfect. And just trusting his timing and, um, and he'll lead us there. Alicia. Wow. Thank you. Wow. Thank you, Kalisha. I, I love how you just were able to, to bring to us what, what captured me in so many ways is the way you're able to articulate just how God moves and how God can move through anyone and trusting in his timing. And I loved how you nudged us. Like, you may not know what God's timing is, um, 
But what if he's working through us? Because he has been working through you in so many powerful ways. You inspire me. And, and I'm just, I'm so grateful. You know, I'm talking about God's timing. Um, right before worship, um, I pulled a, in, my, in, in our phone for Facebook, it says Memories. And it came up from last year. Um, today was, is the anniversary of the first time that I preached here as a guest preacher. That God, God has a plan for you too. So, so thank you so much for that. Can we pray together? God, thank you for Kalisha, for the ways that you have just continued to move and work and just impress upon her how, how loved she is by you. And how that love, um, that calling um, that, that you have has just um, shone through and shines through her. Um, we, we pray for a special blessing on her and on Isaiah and their marriage. And we pray a special blessing on her calling here in the way that she, she actually um, impacts our, our kids. And that your love shines through her um, to them. So we, we are so blessed by her and we're so blessed by this moment, God. Work through us. Help us to realize just how much you are just waiting with your perfect timing to help us also connect others to you in so many profound ways. So as Kalisha just reminded us, help us not to be shaken, but help us to just truly trust and to be led by you to help others know who you are in so many ways, the big and the small. In your holy, in your amazing name we pray and all God's people said, Amen.